Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the afternoon here on a Friday. It's great to have your company live from our Barangaroo studios. Yes, indeed. Uh, you're watching the call um, 10 stocks picked by you. I put it to an expert panel. We do it all in one hour. It is a Friday, July the 29th, and we have got such a full show ahead with one of my favourite panels, Jumbay Lou from Tribeca Investment Partners. Jumbay, how are you? I am Happy very Friday. Good. Happy Friday. And Adam Bills from Shore and Partners. Yes, you say that to everybody, though, don't you? You're, you're <laughs> no, no, no. I heard it once. I, I, I do it for my favourite panels, and then Keep talking. not favourite my favourite. Okay. I don't call them favourites. I there just say, here's my panel. <laughs> but uh, what happening on a front? It's been a good week, Dawsey. Very it? good week. Very good yeah. week. And it makes me. Will it last? Probably not as much as oh. the rise oh. that we've had today and of the last coming week, week and a half. I feel that it, there's still a lot of bad news still circling around that needs oh. to be digested. So I'm calling this a little bit of a bear market rally. So we see this regularly and there's lots of stocks get it catching a bit at the moment. So I just don't know how long that will last okay. as well, but it's great to see. Jumbo, what about you? Uh, I'm on the same page. And that is actually very unusual for this panel to, yeah, be, yeah. to be the bear. <laughs> we're normally very optimistic. Yeah. We are, but it's just, this is absolutely what we've seen in the last few weeks. Yeah. It's been this, uh, we will call it the junk rally of the bear market. Uh, it is very common. If you look back in the 2000 tech bubble when it burst, um, we commonly have those little rallies, the, the junk rally. Okay. And then yet a lot of those companies only made fresh bottom by 2002. Two no. years, they had those little rallies, but they just keep making lower okay. and lower. So just be very mindful. So, if you're caught with some junk <laughs> in your portfolio, and everyone is, yeah, and particularly some of, some of the tech stocks, mm. you know, I just look at my little super fund. You know, I've ridden red bubble down. All of that. Is this a time to sell in to oh. this rally and get rid of the junk? Absolutely. This is your right. opportunity because, uh, like Adam said, there's a lot of risks coming through, especially not just tech, the, it's consumer tech. You have to right. be very careful because mm. you're going to get a whole lot tighter uh, with all that interest rate increases. And they already bought a lot of stuff in the last few years. They're not yeah. going to buy that many more. So just be very mindful of those. So absolutely take profit. So what do you reckon? Oh, I mean, if we're talking about Zip, that's a classic one that everybody... Oh, it's, it's coming up. It's yeah, coming yeah. up. But, you know, like if it, if it hit close, I mean, today it's, it's that sort of pullback that we've oh. seen. There's been a lot of short covering that's going through a lot of these smaller stocks that now I think might have finished. And so you can see that. And that's that exuberation to the upside yeah. as those short sellers just, you know, have to buy back stock to, to push it higher. But then, yeah, I, I, I'd be with Jumbo on this. I think this one is a good opportunity to potentially lighten some of those things that you've been sitting on for a while. Yeah. Albeit well, you're, you're not going to break even, 
You no. can still take a loss. But you've sort of been caught with them, haven't you? <sighs> yeah. Maybe you should have sold in June to get the tax offsets, but I, I guess, like, you know, if you sell now, you can put that money to something else. Yeah. That will go a whole lot It's higher. the opportunity cost. Exactly, costs. opportunity mm. cost. And then just to add on top of the long short, because we short sell, and we looked into the what's happening in that short space, who's been covering everything. Yeah. So it's interesting. The highest trading uh, platform for those stocks in the last few days or last few weeks is Comsec. And then oh. if you look at company like Cezzle, the entire free float in the last two weeks have gone through twice. Wow. Wow. So it's twice. actually it's day trader. So it's wow. actually it's either short, it's day trader. Day trader has been doing that. So that's why it's had to jump. Yeah, to and life. it's all retail day trader. <laughs> it's a concept. I was gonna say all retail? It has to. It's not. It's not because well, institutions yeah. don't hold those anymore. It's no, too small to make right. any difference. Yeah, yeah. Mm. and you can't even trade properly as an institution. It makes you know you can't buy that yeah. much. Yeah. So it's really the day trader and forty percent Comsec. That's a big volume wow. for all of these stocks. And then if I look at the overall uh, short level, it hasn't changed. Mm. So that okay. suggests to me it's actually day trader is trading those stocks because they just literally make five percent seller right. and then they go in and they do this. So that when that volume dries up, um, you know, there's no natural buying for those. Right. Yeah. Okay. So just be mindful. All right. Okay. Good advice there. All right. Let's uh, stock of the day. Uh, oh, first five stocks. Uh, let's um, see what's coming up. Uh, Grain Corp, Neuron Pharmaceuticals. I don't think that's ever come up on a call before. Uh, OM Holdings, the uh, Fang ETF, and Zip. Uh, let's get stuck into stock of the day, though. I thought we'd take a look at Star Entertainment. Uh, expecting net debt for FY22 to be in excess of a billion dollars despite seeing domestic revenue lift 11% on pre-COVID levels. Normalised revenue should come in around $1.5 billion. This is the company battles with regulator scrutiny, which um, gaming company isn't, uh, including at its new Brisbane sites, which are meant to be reflected on the balance sheet by the first uh, half of the new financial year. Uh, Star Entertainment, uh, Jumbo. What do you think of the announcement? Um, would you be in it? Yeah, so uh, look, I do like this company. It's mainly an asset play. Um, yeah. The valuation is so stark. It's a bit like the crown that we invested in a year right. ago and then you know got taken out. So Star is sitting at that valuation below where Star, uh, crown was taken out. So right. there's a lot of value sitting in there. And the trading update is actually really good. So um, the gaming revenue is now, now already back to pre-COVID level now. Yep. Uh, slot is 10% before pre-COVID. So things are going really well in the areas where they opened up. But clearly, um, Crown hasn't got their license and they will, they will open in August um, yeah. you know, in the Sydney. Uh, that might see things slow down somewhat, but still, you know, it's really just tabled. But still, you know, I think that reopening thematic for this company is definitely coming through. Um, doesn't really have any senior executive <laughs> um, and because of, the, <laughs> uh, because of all these issues um, and they all stepped down and we don't know who the next person mm. will be. And there's a, look, a lot of uncertainty. That's why it is trading at where it is. A lot oh. of value in its assets. Um, and um, you know, to me, it's a breakup asset play. Um, it's more longer term for investors who want to be involved with this one. It is deep value investment, um, and it might, you know, share price may not do much for for the time being, even though the earnings actually improving. Right. Uh, but you know, it's an asset that's not going to stay at this price for very long. Okay. Mm, it's Would a buy. Would you be a buy? It's a buy. Okay. Adam. Yeah, I'm going to take a little bit of a different view because. They've still got to get their license approved, so that, that's a big overshadow of the stock. Now, obviously, there's lots of headwinds that are going on before that, but getting the license approved is, is a big thing. But that, yes, uh, is, is one of the issues. Um, they did say that their Queen's Wharf integrated resort in Brisbane is running over budget, will open later than planned, 
and uh, basically they've, they've said cost overruns. So the cost overrun is about 10% higher than prior, prior guidance of 2.6 billion. So potentially um, they've, they've said shortages, supply chain, all the usual things that will a company will come out, bottlenecks and even um, blame COVID. So um, mm. it, there's lots of things that need to go right for, this, for the stock to move higher. So I'm gonna say it's a hold because I think that it's a fantastic business Licenses needs to be approved, and if I'm a, a, a good investor, I would wait, like any biotech or anything like that, I will wait till the approval comes through before right. I put money into it. Okay, all right. Okay, let's get into the stocks you want us to uh, take a look at. And first one up, Nick wants a view on uh, Grain Corp, the big agribusiness. It operates in 30 countries around the world, so it's not just managing silos and storage. Uh, here in Australia, of course, uh, it span out uh, United Malt in uh, in 2020. Um, what do you think of Grain Corp? Uh, real uh, Dorsey, bit yeah. of a, a barometer of the agricultural industry, is it? Very much a barometer, and anybody who's watched this show will um, say that I'm not a fantastic agricultural specialist, as well as that I don't I like businesses that have diversification. Grain Corp certainly does have diversification, but it's in a very small uh, area. Um, so my preference is Elders is, uh, and if we looked at a chart at Elders, about 11 bucks. It's gone from 15 to 11. I think there's real value there. So I think that one is a better play in that. Going forward, Grain Corp, I think overall is a hold for me. Um, they've had pullback on a lot of their commodities or their soft commodities. Wheat, oil seed uh, has put a bit of a, a cloud over Grain Corp and the way that they're going to be able to be profitable going forward. But also wheat prices have fallen around about 25% mm-hmm. over the last month to two months. So we've seen this massive ramp up with Russia, Ukraine, all of these soft commodities moving higher. Now they're coming back to more of a normalised level. And so hence why I think that... Um, that's going to be a hold from me. Prefer elders as a play, more diversification inside of the agricultural space. Mm. Yeah, it's a hold. They sort of over earning at the moment, right? So we yeah. have had so much good rain for them to have a lot of volume. Yeah. Now, normally when you rain all the time, it's not good for them because you know you got lots of volume, but it become moldy and quality not so mm. good. But the fact we had um, you know Ukraine war and things, there was huge demand for yeah. just grain, any sort of grain. So um, Ukraine so there was produced a quarter of the world's. It's massive. Yeah, yeah. Massive. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I do think though now that because there's a planting season is being missed, right? So yeah. you know because because of the disruption things, even though they start producing, maybe next year we'll be under more severe uh, sort of, um, you know, demand, uh, there's a shortage of more grain. So right. maybe there will be still a lot of demand. Um, so for Grain Corp, you know, even the quality is not so great, they were selling it anyway um, yeah. at good prices. Um, and um, and then weather, again, someone told me it's the next six months going to be rain again. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, for these guys, they really over earning. Uh, but so far, the weather condition looks really good for them. Right. And they still can sell their things. Um, the dividend will be big you know all of that uh, so it's a hold um, but whether to allocate a fresh money to is it elders preference in the sector at all or I think or El- seen the best uh, look I think people uh, people keep it's, it's, it's similar sort of environment is that you know when the agriculture cycle falls the elders is the same they're kind of yep. sitting in that space yep. uh, maybe it's more diversified and for the time being smaller cap um, and then more leverage in the short term they're, they're doing well and the only thing that's pulling elders mm. share price down at the moment is the foot and mouth disease mm. So if that does come into Australia, which I think it will, touch wood, wood, it doesn't, but, you know, it's pretty hard to keep it out. 
This has already happened in the US, Indonesia, it's happened all around the world and it really hasn't affected, it has affected but it hasn't really affected and I think that's why elder share price is getting pushed mm. down because of that foot and mouth. Mm. If that then potentially goes away or decides to move or, or do something, I think elders then could mm. naturally should be about $14. So I think there's a, a natural uplift mm. there. Okay. And I think one. it's important that any portfolio should have some agriculture. It's yeah. like yep. you need some gold, you need some agriculture just yeah. to diversify your portfolio. So what would be uh, agriculture? It could Stop. be elders. Right, could <laughs> be. I'm sitting in Grain Corp for the time being because they're just making so much um, cash. cash. So much um, cash, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and elders could be, could be another. Yeah, it's uh, always been put to me, elders is like an agricultural LIC. It has... <laughs> it has like the Macquarie Bank. Yeah, yeah. yeah it has a bid in everything. Yeah, that's so right. So you that's get right. covered by it, yeah. mm. like an ETF. Mm. All right. Um, Jumbay Greer wants a view on neuron pharmaceuticals. Uh, this is therapies for <laughs> brain injury, neurodevelopment, neurodegenerative disorders, uh, uh, a little biotech whose share prices gone through the roof recently. Yeah, so uh, look, I don't follow that one closely. To me, I, I think Adam and I were on the same page. A lot of those businesses, um, share price go through because of positive reading, um, but they're yeah. still very, very far away from the ultimate commercialization is. Right. And the track record for most of the biotech, um, early stage biotech is um, record, track record as in uh, probably only that one or two percent that really right. make it till the end. So uh, very high risk, it requires very special uh, specialist understanding of what is happening um, and um, and to me it's, it's, it's way too early to be involved right. in those businesses. So because uh, uh, there's a view that and and you want all these companies to succeed because mm. you know mm. they're doing great stuff and it will save people in the future and stuff like that. Mm. Um, do you approach it if you have an interest in this area that you you know you buy a portfolio and a tiny part of your overall portfolio, five or six of them, I, I, um, I, I do rather than back one. That that what well, that that's true. So you find a five or six, but that, that requires a lot of work. Um, yeah. And uh, but you know, obviously, it's always better more than less because one, you're or you're exiting one basket. If it yeah. doesn't work. It doesn't work. And these sort of businesses shouldn't be part. Shouldn't be big part of your portfolio. No. It should be just the one that enhances your overall return. Because you know, out of five, one will make it. Mm. The other five yeah. will fail. Yeah. Or the other four will fail. Uh, so that one that make it will make hundred percent. You yeah. know, it's like hundred times, not hundred percent, hundred times. Yeah. So you just need to know which one. And also. One thing I learned from many years of covering biotech is that at the beginning, they always sound so promising. You yep. talk to the users that have used those products. It's just incredibly useful and helpful. Um, and so it's very easily to be steered towards, oh, I can't see any risks. Yeah. But ultimately, whether to do make it, it requires so much more than whether the product works. Yeah. It mm. requires your connections, whether you know people and whether you get approval and then whether you can get the salespeople to, to sell it. Yeah, convince doctors to it's change, all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, it's a long road, yeah. isn't it, really? And yeah. when they start out, they sound great. Mm. But then in reality is that they need to raise capital quite regularly. And that's the problem with a lot of biotechs. There's not a lot of revenue coming through the door. Mm. However, these guys do have... Um, revenue coming through, well, potential revenue coming through the door for that RET syndrome, which is the drug that they've got. So that actually sounds like, you know, that there could be, but it's only up to $350 million. So it's not a huge amount of money, but it does keep the lights on for some of these kinds of businesses as well. Obviously, you've got phase two trials have been completed. You've still got phase three. And then the second half of next year is when FDA approval is going to potentially come through. Right. Now, that's the problem with biotechs, right? It's a binary outcome. It either works, stock rallies, 
it doesn't work and the stock falls. So there's a lot of buying that goes on in between and around that mm. announcement. And so you need to be careful because you can get caught up in the hype of that. Now, if you do five stocks, that's a 20% success rate. It's not mm. too bad if one yep. goes, the four fail. Um, so that's actually not too bad. For me, it's too much of a risk for that outcome because the FDA decision is very, very costly. Um, the FDA decision is quite political. And really, this is what why this stock is rallying is because everybody's getting set for that, um, that calendar outcome to right. yeah 2023 FDA approval for um, for their trophonide tight product, mm. and that's going to be a bit of a tough one. So the the investor in me says, look, put a little bit in for this, and then you can wait and see. Um, if you're very speculative, um, you potentially would put it all in and wait. But I would wait till FDA approval. Um, yes, you're going to miss out on 10 to 20% yeah. higher. But then you know that you've got revenue coming in the door, uh, all of these kinds of things. It makes it, makes it a, a safer play going yeah. forward. So for me, um, I'm going to say avoid because yeah. I don't like biotechs and I just don't understand them. Yeah. And particularly in that medical space, we have some great... Blue chip global in CSL, Resmed, Cochlear, all of that. And they are as expensive as they were. Well, they recover a little bit, but still, they're they're actually cheaper than what they were. Um, And and it was a good call by you six months ago to go healthcare. It was a great call. It's almost $300. Yeah, it's done really well. um, But if you look down, there's so many opportunities in that space, the large cap space, and they're just quality. don't have to worry about whether there's a recession or not um, because the earnings still grow regardless. Yep. Mm. Absolutely. Mm. All right. Uh, Joe wants to view uh, Adam on OM Holdings. Um, Joe says seems to be very well priced at the moment. Uh, manganese ore and ferro alloy company. Um, um, I saw it was headquartered in Singapore. Yeah. Is that? Yeah. Um, so they're, they're dual listed, actually. Uh, so the stocks are quite fungible between the Aussie market and the Malaysian market right. or the Singapore market. So, um, yeah, they, they are successful in, or have been listed in both sides of those kinds of things. Um, this is an interesting one because it, it really takes just royalties from the production or it produces these... I'm going to say it wrong, uh, the manganese alloys and all those kinds of things. That they, they basically make production and then and then farm it out. So they, they, they do a bit of mining, but a lot of it is just processing of the, of the metals. Oh, so it's the smelting and all Correct. And so it just really works on production volumes, right? right? So, so um, it, the more ore put through that they put through the, the plant, the more profit they make. So it, it's all about looking at and how that works. Now, that they were up 23% uh, for the amount of tons that they put through, so that's a positive, but it really hasn't affected the stock that much. And I'd be a little bit careful because it is very illiquid. Be careful when I f- right. when I left the desk, it had traded 70 shares. Oh, okay. So like you just got to be careful. So this one I, I would stay away from. I'm going to say it's an avoid. One because it basically I think it does some mining services in there as well. Um, but uh, overall, I think the throughput that it does have, I think it'll do well, but it's not going to shoot the lights out for yep. me. Um, if you wanted to go this sort of royalty production, um, uh, doTERRA, no, not doTERRA, um, 
what's the the terror? It is. It is the terror. I was thinking of the the BHP royalty. Yes, the royalty one. That's a better play for iron ore royalties. They take no risk and they basically just push yeah. through. And I think that's a better play mm. for something like this if you are going to look at it to it. So it would be a no from yeah. me. Deterra uh, is my dream company. Uh, is it yeah. just cash a check every, mm. <laughs> yeah. every month? Is it just yeah. a company of accountants? Well, you don't take the risk of the, you don't yeah. take the risk of the production, mining, yeah. all of that kind of stuff. It's just the royalties that sort of go yeah. through. Jumbay, OM? Yeah, look at this one's just, um, I think it's, uh, it's it's too hard, probably yeah. avoid for me as well. Um, I my view is always, um, you know, regardless whether they only leverage the volume or price and all of that, they will be treated as a bucket with mm. the mining companies. Yeah. Uh, so in my view, then you might as well invest in more liquid and larger names if you want to gain exposure to some of those minerals. Um, yeah. And they all got sold off because all the mining companies been sold off and the commodity prices come off. So um, just there's no need to be uh, in the illiquid names like that. And then you get caught out on the, you know, okay. sometimes issues with the management. Mm. Um, and uh, on the larger end, I actually think, you know, they've been sold off a bit too much right like the likes of iron ore um, exposures your BHPs your large names um, it, they, they're probably going to have a really really good um, good uh, reporting season right. um, they will announce buybacks will be in the double digits yeah. uh, even Fortescue have pretty good dividend paying out so a, bit, a little bit less though the the resources the dividends were a little bit less so real reported less Correct. dividend was interesting only paid 50% of Correct. what people expected yeah. everyone thought oh what's this and then so I think they're almost debt free so there's chances they might make acquisition which I don't think it's, yeah. it's going to be liked. Uh, that will be counter-cyclical. Um, so everyone thought there might be acquisition coming. Mm. I'm still thinking most of the others won't do that at this point just because they'll yeah. watch with catch a spy, give it back to the yeah. shareholders. Right. There's a lot yeah. of income funds that are... Um, Waiting. <laughs> ...a bit... Uh, well, yes, but they're also... Income funds uh, relied on that Rio dividend mm. to right. pump ah. everything up. Right. And so then there was a lot of people scratching their heads yesterday and the day before going, why, well, didn't, what, you why, why didn't you pay for a, f you know, we, were, we were wanting X amount. Mm. Yeah. And so yeah. they're going to really struggle to pay that income that they potentially have said to oh. those investors. In the income fund. They, they may have to chase harder towards whoever announced the dividend now, that whether it's you know, BHP or So others. yeah, be yeah. careful, never buy a dividend, never buy a resource stock for a dividend. Is my advice. Oh. Oh, look. Oh. Many, last many years. You what know, about Whitehaven? You hope. Well, well, that's I mean, a pies, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are they <laughs> just never. Washington? You always buy resource stocks for the resource and the and the growth, right. never for the dividend. I think tactically you can do it into the reporting. So you have to be very tactical. Literally, you want to long into the announcement, yep. and you got to sell it before right. you get paid. You got to sell it when the X day comes, yep. before the X day comes, like literally right. three days before X yep. day comes, right. because that's when all the income comes. But that's a technical thing. Like you got to be very. Sh very targeted that mm, period. Okay. You don't want to hold any longer than that. Last year didn't work out. No. Right. <laughs> the resources got sold off. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Lauren uh, wants to view Jumbay, a really good question on the Fang Plus uh, ETF. Uh, Lauren says, seems like Google and Microsoft uh, are uh, pointing towards a te tech resurgence. Well, that's the first question. Is that tech resurgence coming? Um, Lauren says, I don't love the idea of uh, stock picking stateside tech. Uh, so is the FANG ETF an option to diversify my portfolio and potentially get some growth? Yeah, I, I think so at this point. Yeah. Um, you know, because these companies being sold off so much, if you look at the constituents, the, the members of those things are large um, global tech, yeah. you yeah. know, Google, the Microsoft. And reported very this defensive. week or last week? Uh, the Google, Google report, reports. yeah, they did. Yeah. Oh, good results. We, yeah. We're seeing good results coming.
coming out of it. Um, and uh, so we do think that uh, it gives you good exposure. Valuation D-rate is pretty much done. Now it's on the way up because people expectations of the interest rates already yeah. coming off. So all of that means um, you do have some upside and they're very defensive big businesses rather than those volatile. Um, yeah. I think that's a good call. Um, okay. But as, as an mm. active fund manager, I do feel you should do your whole homework. <laughs> You'll make far more return than investing in the ETF, but that gives you good exposure to start with. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm not a fund manager, so uh, I look after <laughs> clients' portfolios. And ETF is a fantastic way to get exposure to uh, the international market as well. And I think that's where Australians have mm. always been underweight. And you should always look at your portfolio to have some international exposure. Um, a FANG ETF is a great one. Remember what everything FANG stands for, everybody, is, is Facebook, Apple, Netflix and Google. Now, obviously, Facebook is no longer called Facebook. But it's an, it's an ETF that does have some really good exposure. Now, one of the biggest exposures it's got is 11% in Alibaba. Now, that's obviously struggled. Um, Apple struggled. Microsoft, I mean, Tesla, uh, all of these things are sort of, have definitely come back. But I think it's the right time to potentially be looking at the NASDAQ, which is where most of that sits. NASDAQ down about 30% yep. over the last uh, sort of six months or year to date. Um, and so yeah, definitely in bear territory and that should see a resurgence. Now, oh, so you don't see another leg down in tech? Uh, I, I will, will yeah. So I think the markets come uh, understanding that interest rates are going to continue to go higher. So we're all sort of looking now six months, right. 12 okay. months ahead. Mm. And that's where the markets potentially so yes there will probably be another i haven't seen capitulation yet we haven't seen that real but the nasdaq down 30 percent i mean mm. it can go lower mm. but i think it's a, it's not a bad time to be putting that something like that in the bottom drawer 78 percent of the portfolio is in the us so you're pretty much buying the us market and then only 20 percent is also in um in china so you yes you've got diversification but it's pretty much only two countries so just be a little bit careful. Um, there's there's a couple of other NASDAQ products out there that you could have a look at, um, but I really like FANG. I think it's got the right sp space. It's the right time. So I'm going to say it's a buy for okay. me. All right. Um, bottom of the tech market, do you think? We're, we're very close. So there's two things drive share price, uh, valuation and earnings, right? So valuation, I think it's done. So it's derated, it's, it's absolutely done. Yep. So valuation-wise, it can only go higher. Yep. Now, earnings, if we have a recession in the US, that's a different story because look a lot of those tech, tech they consumer tech. Yep. So globally, if we have recession, then they will slow down somewhat. Um, so there might be a little bit of a downside, but net-net, I think it's done. Okay. All right, uh, Jack wants a view. Um, <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> it's going high. Quality names. Quality. It's going high. Yes, what do you need? Uh, Jack wants a view. Uh, Dorsey on Zip. Jack oh. says this jump in Zip seems irrational. Am I right to assume it's still an avoid, or could it make some modest inroads from here? Well, 50 cents was irrational, let's be honest, or yep. where, whatever the low was, 80 cents, 50 cents. That was irrational. Because they're sitting on a fair bit of cash, aren't they? Yeah. They're, well, their quarterly was, wasn't actually too bad. Um, so we talked about this at the start of the show. I think this is maybe Jumbo saying it's not the shorts being covered. It's just retail money coming in. Mm. Um, so I just feel that it's a bit exuberant at the moment and even today where it, it, it opened higher but then got sold back pretty heavily on, on the open. So that says to me that there's potential that you could take some profit here. Um, yeah, because it was things at $1.40, $1.50 today yep. and now $1.26. So yeah, so I, I'd, be, I'd be a little bit cautious here. 
couple of things that I do like about the business is, is they are going to wind down some of their non-core operations. They're talking about um, the, the one in the, uh, in the UK that they're wanting to sort of wind down now. Uh, and if they can't find a buyer, they're just going to close it. So hopefully there is a buyer. But remember, Zip went out for this massive sort of land grab to try and be every in every jurisdiction, which costs extra money, which costs all of this kind of stuff. And now that's coming home. There, They're going to have to sort of start to wind down some of those uh, non-core operations. So I think overall, um, they will juice the cash burn, which I think is positive. But it's all about the credit worthiness and I still feel that we've still got some real problems in the consumer finance space. So I'd be really cautious here. I still hold Zip at high levels for myself and a lot of other clients. I can't wait for it to get over $2 and continue to go higher. But I'm a little bit cautious of this bear market rally is that I think it will continue to come back towards a dollar and sort of stabilise. So I'd be careful about putting new money in. It's a hold from me. Okay. So you wouldn't sell. You've written that down. There's oh a bit yeah, of a rally. like I didn't sell it at fourteen dollars. So I didn't sell it at ten dollars. I didn't sell it at eight dollars. Um, yeah, I, I, I it, they're, they're turning the ship around. And so it's, you're, it's, you're it's slow. Psychology. I'm very, very scared because I've been in the press saying zip's the best thing, you know. And uh, yeah, it's it's been tough. So I'd just be cautious here okay. because it doesn't look like it's 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 trading it's it's trading on bottom feeders trying to you know and yep. and it's done well eighty cents to a dollar twenty or whatever yep. it's done well but I just don't think that's going to last. Jumbo, one of the things um, I remember the great economist John Maynard Keynes said that um, you know um, when information change we change yep. got to change with it. So my view is that um, tactically or you know. Um, world is in a different place. It's a whole lot harder to run these businesses now. Uh, we are also heading into a very tough consumer environment. We know, we, we yeah. know, you know, there's no way we can get around it. So all the consumer financing businesses is going to go through pretty tough periods. Um, bad debt cycle just started picking up, you know, people just started taking in the US where you can see people taking a lot of credit card debt and picking up because money, the check run out. So, yeah. you know, so things will get a little bit worse for these businesses where, you know, they, they make money based on cheap credit and, uh, and also churn the consumer credit very quickly. Um, so the environment's changed. Um, and um, and at this point, um, it just looked like next 12 months is going to be really, really tough. Mm. So, you know, when I think about money, um, opportunity, opportunity cost. If I sell Zip today, I can potentially put into something else, maybe a healthcare company, um, you know, whatever, whatever you think the next yep. um, best thing might be. Um, so, you know, I will be selling it, taking profit, um, because, you know, it was really driven by not much news flow at this point and put into something else. Um, and, uh, and overall, I think this reporting season, you see our, all our tech companies saying very similar sort of thing. Yeah. Cut cost, Agreed. growth will come down. You actually get earnings down yeah. So growth, we saw nitro, you know, growth yeah. will be cut, uh, but they will reach cash flow break even earlier. So everyone will be focusing on cutting the cost front. Um, mm. You know, I think the NASDAQ and the companies and the Silicon Valley, they already all talked about co cost cutting, laying down staff. Um, so all of that, um, I think the tech earnings will actually get Downgraded, but cash flow yeah. will be better, um, and that's going to be a dominant theme for the yeah. reporting season. So you'd sell Zip, would you sell Block in the same boat? All uh, the yeah. buy now, pay later. A block is like it blocks got something else. A block we never always felt we completely understood. It's got that cryptocurrency trading in right. there, which is a whole lot harder. Um, and you know, cryptocurrency can become very volatile. Mm. There is a future for them, but we don't know what the regulation yeah. who might win yeah. at the end. So I think that's a challenge. So that one we never really, uh, really got into. Got into. Mm. Yeah, it's one of the um, I always say with all of these sort of new things that come through. Mm. 
everything's got to revert back mm. to the old-fashioned business model yeah. where you've, you've got, got to have money. customers mm. and you've got to make a profit. You've got to make a profit. You've got to make money. <laughs> Find some stage. to make a profit. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right, uh, let's recap the first five stocks and our stock of the day. Uh, Star first up, hold from uh, Adam, a buyer from Jumbay, Grain Corp, a hold from both uh, in agriculture if you want, want some exposure. Bo- both agree probably Elders is a better option. And you're in no because it's too early in its um, development cycle. OM Holdings are no. The Fang ETF, uh, a yes from both if you want exposure to that overseas big tech tech area, uh, zip a hold from Adam and a sell from Jumbay. Uh, the call, of course, is tracking our own uh, high conviction uh, fantasy fund as picked by our investment committee. The latest episode, last episode, the committee meeting is still on the website, osbiz.com. Uh, the next investment committee meeting uh, is up on Tuesday. So the last one was uh, Tyro, Qantas, Frontier, Digital Ventures, Tabcorp and Steadfast removed. Babcorp added. Uh, also, uh, the cash reserve was put up as well. And if you look, uh, it's down 1.5% um, since the 1st of March. And as some of the committee saying, the growth index is uh, down about 10 or 12, so it hasn't gone too bad. Mm-hmm. Um, keep sending in your requests for the call because that's the first filter to go up to the investment committee to consider. At CMC, we've been in the game for a while, and although a lot of things have changed, our mentality hasn't. We aim to give experienced traders the best trading experience, like our expert platform with its second-to-none trading tools, plus our pricing is completely transparent. That's why people who've been trading for a long time stay with us for a long time. So if you're serious about trading, switch to the market leader trusted for over 30 years. Trade CFDs your way at cmcmarkets.com. You don't own underlying assets. Consider relevant PDS and TMD or information memorandum for CMC Pro accounts at our website. Uh, this half hour of the call, Universal Stores, we're going to take a look at some Barbara, Origin Energy, Regional Express and Nearmat. Good uh, cross-section of stocks there. Uh, Jumbay Keegan wants to be on Universal Store, the uh, uh, the specialty retailer into that youth, um, youth market, apparel, footwear, accessories, brands like Champion, Tommy Jeans, uh, Thrills, that sort of thing. Yeah, look, I like this. All the stuff thing. you wear. Yeah, oh, this is yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my daughter wears. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, so I, I like this company. Um, you know, so the thing about retailer is that you don't want to buy. Okay, so there's a mature retailer, there's a growing retailer. Yeah. For um, mature retailers, um, things are looking pretty tough. We talk about consumers going to be tough, yeah. they'll spend less, and all these sort of stories. Um, you know, you don't want to be in there. That's an area you don't want to go into. Right. But for a fast growing retailer, stories are very different. You know, they have something special about them, and they're new, and they're growing, rolling out stores. Every time they roll out a store, it takes a couple of years to mature so that will drive additional organic growth right. and this company is exactly in that spot mm. um, you know and then it's exposed to that youth fashion um, and then as we know you know young people at this point are still um, not yet hit yeah. that recession button and no, they kids are still keep spending, spending <laughs> mum and dad don't that's right they're still going <laughs> exactly mum and dad is the first one to pull the belt and then yeah. the, the kids will, will get there eventually yeah. but so that one is in a good spot we like it mm. um, you know share price has become a bit volatile because of the retail overall retail exposure but in that space, we think this is a good one. Uh, plus, you know, we like Levisa because of the going out thematic and they're rolling our stores around the world too. So, you know, we like these two in there. Okay, Universal and yep. Levisa are your pick. Yep. Um, all retailers have been absolutely smashed. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, Adam, the retailers who have updated so far have done really well. Yeah. 
Um, now, I say to the bears, have you got retail wrong? And they go, well, no, because the JB High Fives of the world, and that's what, this is the last six months, mm. and as we saw in yesterday's retail sales figures, yep. mm. uh, still up, but growth slowing mm. Mm. pretty dramatically. Well, the whole consumer discretionary sector or the index has fallen over 20% right, yep. from, from an index yep. standpoint. So potentially it's a little bit overdone at these levels. And so there's some, as you can see from that chart, there's a little bit of that sort of buying starting to come in and starting to sort of bounce off those sort of lows. But there's a clear reason why potentially you don't want to be here because of, yes, they're younger people, but there's more challenging trading environments, inflation, household budgets, consumers, interest rates. You keep, you know, the list goes on as far as what, what we could do. However, I think this one is probably one that's a really a differentiation from the pack. And I like the way Jumbo talks about the mature ones and the new ones because yeah. the new ones will continue to get money. And then their online offering is amazing as well. I went onto the website and had a look and it's just, you know, there's reams and reams of sort of online stuff that you can have a look at as well. So I, I'm, I like this one. I'm going to say it's a buy. Right. But I would be very cautious because on the 26th of August, they've got their full year results and that's what I'll be looking at. So I'll be doing a little bit now and then waiting for that result okay. to then get the confirmation that this stock is now going to recover going forward. But I do like their business. I like the way they do things. And we just talked about Zip and the consumer not being so nimble. Most young people have a Zip or yeah. a, a Block account or, or whatever, an Afterpay account. Um, and they potentially might be using that to, to do this. So I think that's just going to roll in. I think 26th of August is a pivotal date for me. I'd be buying a little bit here and then I'm going to wait for the result to then top it up a little bit more because I think it's a great business in a great space. So rule of thumb from both of you is that retail under pressure, mm. but being selective, mm. you can still have exposure to it. Absolutely. These are universal depending on what and you can buy them cheap because right. they get sold off as everybody yeah. else. Yeah, okay. Mm. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. Um, Jumbay, uh, Callum wants a view on some Barbara. Uh, Callum says some Barbara has been smashed recently, but its report looks good. Is it worth a buy at these levels? Of course, one of our big gold miners, Leonora, Simberi uh, Atlantic in WA, and also uh, Papua New Guinea. Yeah, um, I wouldn't go into this one. Um, right. I think, uh, look, the share price fell for two reasons. One is they had a lot of issues um, with within their operations, and two is that overall gold, the gold, the gold sector all being yep. sold mm. off. Um, you know, partly because there was a lot of disruption in terms of pulling the gold out of the ground. You know, lack of yep. labor and all of that. So the cost gone through the roof. So all of them had had downgrades. Yep. Um, and um, uh, but in this environment, you know, we are heading into a little bit uncertain environment in terms of economic outlook. And things. Um, gold is something I always feel you should have in your portfolio. Right. And the one I would put uh, with the large names, things like, you know, um, Northern Star or things like Newcrest. Right. Uh, sitting in the larger names, much more defensive, uh, lower cost to produce. Um, and, um, you know, and then all of them have already reported, got that downgrade out of the way. Um, you know, I think it's reasonably defensive at this point. Okay. No, look, look at, at that, that chart. Horrible <laughs> chart, isn't it? It uh, tries, it tries, it tries, and then just okay. gets sold off. Dulcie, I can remember going through the OPEC oil crisis. That's how, that's old, how old you that's are. That's how old yeah, I am. Right. I, inflation through the roof. Uh, all the gold bugs, oh, gold's a hedge against inflation. It's a hedge against uncertainty. Uh, hedge against recession. Yeah. It's been terrible. Disaster. Uh, yeah. yeah. As a move, 
Why? Well, the, will it move, the, or is the, just the world change? The, the gold market is a ten trillion dollar market, right? So it's it's a it's a massive market yeah. to 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 put it lightly. I think a lot of flows, and we can blame Bitcoin for a lot of that. Mm. Bitcoin is now seen as a store of value, right. and whereas gold was only the store of value, now right. there's something else that's got to share. And Bitcoin, at its peak, was around about a sort of one trillion dollar market right. cap. So it still had a long way to go. Yeah. But I think that's that's the reason for it. Plus also then with a lot of resource companies and that we're seeing is that higher costs, lower production and just really not getting it right on the quarter on quarter and then the market punishing it like we just saw there, yeah. absolutely punishing it uh, going forward. However, I'm going to take a little bit of a different stance to Jumbo on this one and I'm glad we, we disagree on one. Our analyst, uh, Peter O'Connor, very well known in, the, in yep. the market, has come out with initiation of coverage with a buy on this stock and a $1.80 price target. The reason why he says this is he reckons that St. Barbara is one of the cheapest miners on the market and has extensive cover uh, in, in our coverage, but also then one of the cheapest gold miners going forward as well. So MPV is cheap, plus um, he reckons that this one has got a long way to go to the upside. So he knows his stuff. I'm going to stay with Shore and Partners on this one and say it's a buy. Um, anybody wants the research? Uh, what, what is a dollar? Uh, dollar eighty is Peter's yeah, target. target. So what is a dollar seven? Yeah, one hundred seven. Yeah, today. So there's Adam. a little bit of an uplift there. He reckons that they've got enough cash. Uh, they're going to meet their guidance. Um, yeah, it look it looks okay. Yeah, I think um, they underperform massively compared to other gold producers as well. Correct, because and I think that's what he's doing. Operations he's, issues. Yeah. yeah. So if the gold is going to stabilise and do a bit better, this one probably. Okay. So do you have you adjusted? Uh, in your portfolio, mm. the uh, percentage of, of gold stocks in there because they've just been terrible. Uh, so you're, you're saying you should have gold in every portfolio. So I always keep. So my portfolio has a bit of everything. It has come some gold, has some uh, of, you know grain corp, and has some yeah. you know lithium. I have healthcare. I have you know. I always believe diversification is how yeah, you. Run but the, the proportion of proportion gold. is always st static. I don't really change it. So yeah. um, I keep it relative to the index. Keep reasonably static. Um, they have performed. So they've been shrinking in my portfolio. Right. Um, I don't. Really, I haven't really add to it just because you know I don't really right. see a strong case for the gold. I I do. Pl I play long short in my space, right. and um, That's we got the you. names right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, Heather wants a view, Adam, on Origin Energy, yeah. the, uh, the big energy or, or uh, power uh, generator and retailer. So Origin. Yeah, fantastic business. I mean, however, it's a political football with energy, and I'm really that. That's what worries me about this business is that energy. Every day I see on the on the on the news, whether it's Sunrise or any other news, the talking people turn around and uh, inflation costs, energy markets. Yeah. It's all going higher, and what can you do about it? And politicians mm. saying, "I'll bring it down." Right. <laughs> So you've got a, you've got this political football, which yeah. is Origin and AGL, yeah. that they're in that retail space. They can't really raise their prices. They can't they, because it, it is uh, well, politicians want to get re voted back yeah, in. Yeah. So it, it's it's a it's a minefield. So if you've got a business that you can't raise your prices, you've got inflation rising, you've got all these problems. I get really worried about the retail energy side of it. I think the other side of Origins business, which is the um, making of the energy, uh, you know, that kind of thing, I think is really, really good. 
but I think just that retail side is 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 a sort of a hanging around their neck, and it's gonna it's going to drag them down a little bit. Mm. So for me, it's a hold. I prefer something like a Woodside as a hundred percent producer. The stock's rallied a little bit and gotten off its sort of knees, uh, but you know if you look at the five year chart, it will be something that is certainly a story that's a really tough one for a lot of uh, investors. So for me, it'll be a hold. I just if they can get past this political football thing and potentially hopefully raise prices so they can keep up with inflation then I think it's a good business but overall they're going to struggle and so yep. it would be a hold for me. Yeah. Uh, when will it not be a political football, Jumbo? That's, uh, it, will, it will always be. Always See, that's be, a challenge. It? And then share market gets excited whenever electricity prices start going high. They go, oh, we buy Origin, we buy AGL. Yeah. And then they, it will go out for six months and then they go realise, okay, first of all, become political. Second of all, people do trade, stop using a lot of, you know, air coins, stop using less. and all yeah. People, consumers yeah. actually do cut how much they use when mm. it's up 17%, you know. It's, it's just way yeah. too significant. Yeah. So, and the, historically, it's always been the case. So they will have a good run for six months and then people they're going to struggle and when they struggle people never going to focus on the good part of the business which is the oil business yeah. um, which is doing really well so I think it's challenging it's uh, well it's a hold for me I think you know AGL is in the worst place yeah. <laughs> they don't even have those energy <laughs> they have to go out and source them pay big prices to sell it at probably not so high prices yeah. so yeah. I think that's an even worse situation but this one yeah it's a neutral okay all right, uh, Jumbay Rod wants a view on Regional Express Airlines saying, uh, uh, will it hold up if its FIFO acquisition goes through? Is the mining tailwind uh, going to die for it? Regional Express uh, recently bought National Jet Express from Cobham Aviation, a bit like uh, what Alliance does, if you like, mm-hmm. adding it to Rex. Look, I think it's just too tough. <laughs> um, airline is a tough business to start yeah. with. Uh, when you have particular target, particular sort of space where you know we think the mining will get a little bit harder, and um, yeah. you know everyone's preserving cash and also spending so much capex, um, and um, that is going to be more challenging um, with the oil prices where it is. And then you've been a small airline. Do you have the ability to pass through a lot of those costs? Just making it very, very difficult. Mm. Um, uh, I would probably avoid for me. Um, if you want right. to think about airline, you can think about Qantas, but it's different dynamics. Because right? Qantas has a big stake in Alliance, mm. doesn't it? They, Which they does do. the that's same right. thing. Exactly. That's exactly. a big. It dominates you want to be that in the bigger, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Adam, so, uh, for me, uh, airlines are always um, massive asset businesses and not very nimble. So you, you need a lot of money. It takes a lot of people to get one person on a plane. There's lots of stuff that needs to do, oil prices and all those kinds of things. So I'm getting around to saying that it's a no for me for Rex because of um, it's just too costly. There's too much assets that need to do. Now, ACCC today did pass through the uh, Regional the Express arm, the acquisition. Right. So that's a positive for the business. That's, that, that, is, that, that is really good. But Rex always already came out and raised their prices by $10 a ticket. They came, that was a couple of months ago. Um, look, I just think that, you know, yeah, if you're going to be anywhere, you'd be in a Qantas because I think that's a very well-run business, but still has lots of problems and lots of issues going forward. So for me, it's no, stay out of the, the smaller space, stay in the larger area, Qantas. And I really don't know any other stock that you'd sort of look to buy. I mean, you know, there's transport and stuff like that. But, yeah, I j- it's just one of those ones that's too hard basket yeah. for me. How, how big a part in your investment field uh, does complication uh, play? 
Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's large. Right. <laughs> um, because uh, things like Qantas, you know, normally a company, it's just volume, red price, and there's some cost, you know, cost you break yeah. it down to labor and everything. You work out a profit. So that's how you yeah. forecast. Qantas, oh my God, how many different variables? So mm. there's oil prices, there's load factor, there's how many things, and there's competition, there's price, yeah. and there's, um, you know, optimization, and there's... Uh, everything else, labor. All beyond their control. All beyond their control. And so when you actually put all these 10 variables in there, your outcome, profit, we have no idea. And the profit is such a small component overall. What, you know, oil price go up, Five dollars. It changes yep, the yep. profit entirely. Um, so yeah. you know, and how much they can put up, and you know, all that. So I think it's an extremely complex business. Yeah. Things that need to be really good. The environment needs to be very good for them to make profit for a brief period of time. Qantas, arguably, yeah. it is the best run airline. Yeah. You know, which yeah. that's why you have so much complaint at the moment because yeah. they optimize their profit. Yeah. Um, so you know, yeah. and uh, no one's you know moving bags and things. Yeah. But you know, it's and Dorothy, I suppose if if you've only got twenty or thirty stocks in your portfolio, yeah. That's you want ones, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 twenty. So yeah. you want ones you can understand, Correct. and are actually simple to follow. Yeah. Is that why you bring the filter and go? It's too complicated. There are ten or twenty other stocks with just as much investment potential and easier for me to understand. I think if you put a chart up of Qantas over a ten-year, twenty-year period, like BHP, it really hasn't done much. Right. Right. It's it really has just sort of been moving sideways and really with the amount of capital that they've raised, the dilution that's already happened, all of these kinds of things, it's going to struggle to even go any further. So I just think, you know, there are some asset classes that I just don't touch uh, that if clients have them in the portfolio, well, then it's a great conversation piece. Well, why have you got it? Well, my mum owned it. Okay, well, that's fine. We'll leave it in there because it's got some sentimental value. But overall, um, there are plenty, and airline sector is one of those ones that just gets, you know, 9-11 was a horrible, horrible time for for airlines. And and it just, there's always something that can go wrong. And I just, yeah, I really struggle. Closing borders couldn't help it. (laughs) (laughs) More recent. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jumbay Mitch Uh, wants a view on Nearmap, the big uh, uh, aerial imagery technology customers. You know, governments and big resource stocks uh, take pictures. Bit of, bit of competition in that market now, isn't it? That's right. Um, look, I have never um, been, you know, big believer of this one. But analysts, my analysts, put a speculative buy on it. Oh. Um, so, mm. but I would say hold <laughs> on this one. So, look to me, um, the company has actually done quite well. Um, yep. Still not cash flow break even, but they went to the US initially. We thought, okay. It could be a Google map, you know, what's the yes. real IP and things, you know, how different mm. is it? And if the Google decide to go into that space, suddenly your business model is gone. Mm. So what makes it special? Um, but they managed to get to US, they actually demonstrate like huge growth profile and mm. it's picking up, it's accelerating, which really surprised me. Uh, I thought they couldn't. And uh, especially they actually got a lawsuit against them for using um, certain um, patent infringement right. of their closer closer competitor and things. So yeah, be, um, yeah. we thought it would slow down in terms of new customer gain, but it did it continue to accelerate oh. so you know it surprised me maybe it's a big market so that they will do um, you know they just essentially don't come across some of those guys uh, but to me it's a business you've got to keep spending money because you need to keep growing those market share They're like yeah. by now pay later in early days they need mm. to buy market share otherwise you become irrelevant um, mm. because you need to get into those um, big you know businesses before you know they move on to someone else so um, it's still cash burning um, speculative buy I think the result will be pretty good um, right. potentially you got a you know 10th 
a, I don't know, a double digit upside coming from a result, extremely volatile. Um, and uh, just right now, whilst tech companies stabilizing at this point, it may give you a bit of upside um, right. just for the for the time being. Um, for the long term, you need to see they continue to deliver that kind of acceleration of right. where the growth is coming from. Okay. Uh, Google, Matt. The only reason uh, Google is in Australia is because they they bought this company that was Google Maps, actually, uh, from two founders here in Australia, mm. couldn't get them work visas in America. So they said, okay, well then stay in Australia and keep mm. developing Google Maps and wow. we'll bring Google to you. Wow. And that's how Google started in Australia. That's it's, amazing, yeah. yeah. It's a great story, yeah, great absolutely. Aussie ingenuity. Mm. And so obviously Nearmap has a little bit more than just Google Maps. It's allowing uh, people who want to build uh, a, a stadium um, yeah. allows them to go in and look at the ground and look at the levels and all these kinds of things from a remote side of things. So, And the other, th- other thing that they use is these big CAD drawings, which is architectural um, uh, programs. Yeah. But those programs just take up so much space on computers and all those kind of data. And Nearmap's come out and said, we can do it all online. It's a lot smaller. You can just carry around your laptop. You can do everything that you would be able to do from these architectural uh, drawing so it does allow people to be a little bit more remote now that's the good part <coughs> the bad part is is that there's a couple of things going forward and Jumbo touched on both of them but cash flow is um, has is going to fall in the next coming couple of years they said that uh, from North American operating expenses are getting higher or getting more so they're going to see sort of cash flow starting to come back that's a little bit of a downgrade but then also Eagle view which is the patent infringement uh, we think that it's going to be quite benign. In other, in, in other words, it's, it's going to work itself out. But I never like going into stocks that have legal action against them yeah. due to the fact that that management take their eye off the ball of driving the business, yeah. running the business, and then worry about this legal issue. And it just takes management, it takes everybody away, and it, 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 it's, it's just lawyer fees, time, everything like that, where they should be just concentrating on the business. Again, it's something that it's a big red flag for me. So I'm going to say no to near map right. uh, because of lower cash flows and legal issues that are coming up. This okay. company reminds me of Aconex, if you remember Aconex. Yeah. yeah. So you had a lot yeah. of disappointment, but it was like the near map for the archi- was it architecture yeah. or yeah, sort of a space as well. Yeah. Um, and it was a good product, but the thing is they never really made that much money and then they disappointed, disappointed. There's so mm. much growth expectation. So at the end got taken private. So this p- business, I think in the future, it will be something like that. Um, and um, and don't forget, this one is also on the uh, the short seller targeted report as yes. well. Uh, right. uh, yeah, they came out with a strong sell and you know right. here's a list. And normally these company will go through a bit of a struggle, right. um, and uh, just because they continuously put our report every result right. on why yeah. it's a sell. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, the the pressure can just yeah. keep building and right, eat yeah. you away. Yeah. All right, let's recap the uh, the final five stocks. Uh, Universal Stores, a yes from both uh, Jumbay and Adam. Uh, Jumbay likes Labisa in that uh, retail sector as well. Uh, St. Barbara, uh, a speculative buy from Shaw's, from Peter Connor. Um, uh, a no from Jumbay. She prefers the uh, the bigger uh, producers like Northern Star and Newcrest if you want to want to have that gold. Um, part of your portfolio. Uh, Origin a hold from both. Um, Adam prefers something simpler in the energy like, like Woodside. Uh, Rex a no from both. And uh, near map a uh, no from Adam and a hold from Jumbay. Uh, that's it from us for today. Adam Dawes from Jumbay. Yeah. Good to see you, mate. Went quick. 
Yeah, I did. Always goes quick. Jim, mate, great <laughs> to see you. Thank you so much. Ha have a good weekend. And if you'd like any uh, stocks for us to, for me to put to our expert panel, always stick them in an email to call at osbiz.com.au or tweet us using the at TV handle. A reminder, you can see all the stocks in the Calls Fantasy portfolio. Head to osbiz.co forward slash portfolio. Don't forget the investment committee. The last investment committee meeting is still up on the platform. The next one gets posted on Tuesday, not far away. Have a great weekend. A lot more of Osbiz coming up after this.